Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 12. We're almost a teenager. Oh my god, still going strong. People are saying they like it, though not a whole lot of people, just a few people. And um, maybe if people start reviewing me on iTunes and talking to friends and Facebooking me, maybe I'll get a bigger audience and more people will say they like it and stuff. So uh, I don't really have a plan for this time. Um, So it is what it is. Maybe I'll come up with a plan in the future. I typically do about two or three recording sessions, as it were, and this is the first one. So maybe I'll come up with a theme slash plan later on. So on with the podcast. I got an email request um, from somebody. They asked me, why did Vanguard fail? And this is something I've talked about on different boards before. And I think there are a number of factors why Vanguard failed. Granted, when we say failed, we mean didn't go really hugely mainstream and have you know a huge following for long term. It's still around as far as I know. And also that my opinions on why it failed and, you know, classifying it as failed are my opinions. You know, other people's thoughts are other people's thoughts on why and, you know, in their eyes it, it might not have failed. To me, there are pretty much three major points as to why Vanguard didn't succeed as well as it possibly could have. The first point is something I've talked about in previous podcasts. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but it it touches on what I call social hubs, which are where players gather either by design of the game, like it's a major city and there's vendors there, or by design of the players. And, you know, this is where they happen to just hang out and, you know, trade goods or meet up or do whatever it is players are doing at the time. There really weren't any of those in Vanguard. I mean, yes, there were some major cities, and yes, players gathered at the major cities, but the problem was that there was no quick travel time, and so the players didn't really have an easy way together, so they would pretty much just go to these cities when they absolutely needed to because of the huge travel time from wherever it was they were. And they just stayed there for pretty much the minimum amount of time, which was to train up your level and then leave again. So when you're talking about somewhere that is, you know, half an hour, maybe 45 minutes away from where you're, you know, questing and doing your dungeons and stuff, you're not going to be running off there and hanging out there, you know, just on a whim. You're going to be like, okay, I leveled up, but is this a you know, spell slash ability level. Yes, no. Okay, no, I'll wait and do it next time. Because they had a sort of minor questing hubs, which everybody's pretty much familiar with the concept, but that's where, you know, you go to a bunch of guys and they send you out on the quests in the local area, and then you come back to them and they give you some more quests, and they might have a, a vendor there or two. And the problem was that these little quest hubs were littered kind of all over the place 
And so you had people sort of moving from one location to the next fairly quickly. And so there wasn't, you know, a collection of players either questing on the certain, you know, certain level range slash quest grouping, as well as not going to any kind of big major area. Whereas like, you know, World of Warcraft, as, you know, example, most people are familiar with, they have, you know, the main city and everybody pretty much goes back through the main city at some point and, and they specifically design the game so that the lower level players see the higher level players in the big cities and they go, ooh, you have some cool equipment, where'd you get that? And then, you know, they hang out and they're social for a little while. Vanguard didn't have any of that. They had the main cities. I only even remember ever seeing like two, I think, major cities. And every time I went into the major city and I played from, I think it was a few months a few months in beta until launch and then sort of off and on for about six months after launch i think i played for a couple of months and then i kind of canceled for a little while and said okay we'll give them some time to work out some issues and then i came back a few months later but there i don't really remember seeing anybody in the city hardly ever if i saw maybe half a dozen people in the city i felt like this is a really big deal and that's not how an online game should be. You should have quick interaction with people. You should see people all the time. I mean, you know, like I said in Warcraft, you pick pretty much any city in Warcraft at any hour of the day, and there's tons of people there. And so you really feel like you're a part of this community, you're a part of this world, and that there are all these other people around you all the time. If in Vanguard or in any game, you don't see a lot of people you really feel isolated and you feel disconnected from other players even though you see them in chat you know you actually have to see them you know virtually you know physically um, or you you just feel detached from everything I've touched on this briefly I think before isn't that in my current game in Rift there's sort of a, a similar feeling of isolation there's pretty much one main city and that's it there's like, I think maybe half a dozen zones off the top of my head. Granted, they're fairly large, but, you know, it's like people move around a whole lot and you don't really see anybody because the population is so spread out. In a typical day, and I've started, I've started a, a, a new character, so I'm bringing up a new character through the lower levels. I'll go hours and hours and I'll see maybe one or two people in, in an hour. And that's not really good for... A community. It doesn't really build a feeling of being a part of a, a greater whole. I mean, you go to the city, and it's it's really crowded. There's like too many people. In fact, it doesn't lag you down or anything, so that's really cool. But it it doesn't really make you feel connected to anybody. And so, getting back to Vanguard, part of the problem with Vanguard's population is just the design of the world itself. There were, if I recall right about three different major, I guess you could call them starting slash leveling areas. And I guess it was sort of like Final Fantasy XI and that they had these areas and you could have, you know, say level 10 to 20. Um, and there's like, like three different sections of the continent that would be good for your level range. And so the, the problem with that was that they had dungeons in these areas 
but it was pretty much only one dungeon per area. So if you were looking for a group in, you know, that 10 to 20 level range, let's say, there were, you know, potential of three different dungeons. However, you know, th there's there was global chat and so you would ask for a group in the global chat and they would say, "Yeah, let's let's group up." And so you you actually have the miracle of finding a few people in your level range. You all group up and then you go, "Uh-oh, this guy over here is on the other side of the continent." So then you couldn't group with them because the game had no fast travel. It had no teleport to the dungeon. So it was going to be a good, you know, 45 minutes or so for the guy to get across the continent to get to you. And I specifically remember several days on my character where I didn't group with anybody because I found a group in my level range, but they were on the other side of the continent. I said, you know, I'm a bard. I got bard run speed, but even at maximum bard run speed, that's going to be half an hour, 45 minutes. You know, I'm I'm playing that long. Do you guys want to wait? And they're like, no, you know what? We, we don't want to wait that long because, you know, typically people come on and they play a, they play an online game. And I would say that probably 85% of the population, if not more, really only plays for maybe between one hour and, say, three hours. So, you know, commitment of running somewhere, not doing anything but moving from point A to point B for more than about, you know, 10, 10 minutes tops is going to be a really huge commitment for anybody. And the fact that the game was designed around no fast travel just absolutely killed it. The next major point that I think really, really hurt the game was the technology and the, I guess you could say, optimization of the engine itself. They're really weren't a whole lot of tweaks you could do to the engine. I mean, it had, you know, range, and, and most systems could could find some happy medium, as it were, to get reasonable performance. But there were some areas that just were either not optimized or just designed really poorly. And they, they fixed this later on, I heard. And I, I don't think it ever got completely fixed for some areas, but... At launch, it was really, really bad. There were some areas that even the top-end systems at the time, and we're talking, you know, systems that are double and triple the value of the average system, that these systems were still getting crippled down to, like, 10 frames a second and slower in these areas. And it was just unplayable for pretty much anyone. Granted, this wasn't everywhere in the game. I mean, this was just a few dungeons, you know, or a few zone crossing areas they didn't have hard zone lines you know you just crossed the zone and it kind of loaded the zone you know you were in and unloaded the other zone and so you saw you know a little slowness when you were crossing the invisible zone line as it were but there were there were enough areas that people were like you know my system is awesome I get you know 60 plus frames a second solid in every other game I play why am I only getting 10 to 15 frames a second in this one? And so people with high-end systems were really, really, you know, upset and, you know, miffed that the game was performing so badly and there was nothing they could do. 
And on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the people, you know, the lower end gamers were completely crippled. I mean, they they would just hit flat zero frames a second in some of these areas. And, or, you know, they cross the zone line, it, w it would literally take them, you know, three to five minutes to cross the zone line because, you know, it was it was so crippled in that area. So technologically speaking, they were crippled just as badly as they were in terms of the social aspects. And I think the third and last thing that I think really crippled Vanguard's success in a way was that early on, they didn't really have kind of any marketing. They were pretty much just drawing in and targeting the old EverQuest players and saying, hey guys, this game's for you. And yet they didn't do any other marketing. They didn't, they didn't, you know, do any advertising of any kind that I recall to different kind of players. And I don't know that they took all that many ads out in general. So just as a whole, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, for, for lack of a better word, hype about the game. Just not a lot of people knew about it. And those who did came from a very specific audience. And in addition to this, that specific audience, you know, coming from the old EverQuest, they had a particular expectation of the original crew who was designing Vanguard. They said, okay, these guys designed EverQuest in the early days. I really liked EverQuest in the early days, so I'm going to play this game. And then I think it was a few months before launch, Sony basically came in and said, okay, you guys are running out of money. We'll bail you out. We'll help you out. And since Sony took it over, a lot of that older crowd went, oh, no. Sony ruined EverQuest. I hate Sony. I'm never going to play a Sony game ever again. So a lot of their, you know, their core audience just basically abandoned them even before launch. So they were left with, a bunch of the old the old guard, as it were, from EverQuest who were like, you know, we'll give them a chance. We'll see what happens. And yet there was also this new influx of players because Sony did start marketing it. And the new people were like, whoa, I don't get this. This is like really hard and there's no travel. There's no fast travel and there's no way to group up with your friends. What's going on? So Vanguard was kind of mishmashed into this old school style and new school style and the old school people were getting upset at the changes that were being made to accommodate the new school players and the new school players were upset at some of the challenge that the old school style presented and it just really didn't cater to either audience really well and I left before some of those changes happened but you know I, I hear things like faster travel did eventually go into the game but some of the, the things that they designed the game around, I really just don't think work in a, you know what we, what we would call a modern online audience. Like, you have to have fast travel. Like it or not, players don't want to spend more than five, maybe ten minutes putting together their group. They want to be in the dungeon. And this is, this is what I don't understand about a lot of the games. I mean, hopefully, you know, games like Guild Wars 2 will really change people's perception on this, but it's like, it shouldn't be about the travel time. It shouldn't be about making the character go, you know, the player take his character from point A to point B 
and making them spend 15, 20 minutes to get there. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about the dungeon. It should be about the experience. You know, granted, there's a very different, I guess, view about a massively online game and a game which is instanced. You know, coming from a pen and paper background, I would prefer there be, you know, almost no travel time and it all be spent in the dungeon, in the experience, getting the story, you know, doing the dungeon and focusing on my group and what my group is doing. And I, I realize that's a very different perspective than what some people call massively. They say, oh, that's not massively. No, it's not. But I also don't find it really terribly interesting to spend 15 and 20 minutes running from the quest site back to the NPC to have them go, oh, thanks for killing those 10 guys. Go kill 10 other guys in the place you just were. And then spend, you know, 5 or 10 minutes running back there. I don't think that's interesting. Some people, you know, really like that. And they're like, oh, we have to have the whole world experience. Otherwise, it's not a world. Well, I would disagree. I think there's better ways to do it. I think there's sort of a middle ground we can reach. And I think that, you know, it forcing long travel times, forcing people to, you know, require, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes to, to form their group, you know, people don't expect that these days. It's a very different audience playing the games now than it was back in 99 with EverQuest. Back in 99 with EverQuest, the average player, I would say, probably was spending closer to four to eight hours online when they came into play. And if they if they didn't have that time, they wouldn't come on. So you'd have these, these weekend warriors, as they call them. But they were spending as much time as the people who came in you know, and committed, you know, four to six hours a night every night. So it was really kind of the same audience. But now you have people who are casual players. You know, I I don't really agree with these classifications. But anyways, that's there it is. The casual player who comes in and he'll play for, he or she will play for, you know, maybe one hour in the evening, and that's all they're going to play for. You know, they don't have time to spend, you know, 10 20 minutes waiting to gather for a dungeon that's that's almost you know a third or a half of the playtime they have you know granted some people might say oh well they shouldn't do dungeons they should just do regular questing then uh, maybe maybe not i think i think they deserve just as much of a a full and rich experience as everyone else and i don't think it should be required to have a massive time sink and I don't, I don't think it works with the current audience. Like I said, I think probably 85% or more of the, the players in the game qualify in this casual audience who only plays for, you know, one, two, three hours a night. And that's that's all they have. You know, they're not dropping a ton of time. So they don't have the time to, to travel back and forth and experience the world. You know, if you want to offer somebody travel and say, here's the world, go look around, have a good time, you know, that's one thing. But if they're saying, here's the world, you want to go from point A to point B, do it. Spend 20 minutes, spend 30 minutes doing it, do it. You know, that's a lot of people don't like that. And it, I, I don't think it, it's going to fly very well in the future, in the days to come. And since Vanguard required it and, you know, they had a, a pretty low population in terms of density, that, that just 
doubly killed them. So there you go. A very huge first section of the podcast. That is the Rabbit's Rambly Thoughts on why Vanguard didn't do as well as it could have. And uh, possibly a warning to future games who might be thinking along similar lines. I think the audience uh, really needs to be targeted. You really need to figure out what you want to do for your audience. Um, and more importantly, which I think a lot of games are forgetting now, is why you're doing that. You can't just do something and say, oh, well, the players will like it. Eh, not necessarily. They, they have to have a reason. I mean, players play for specific reasons. You know, there's different groups of players, and they'll, they'll play for different reasons. But there's a lot of reasons that overlap. And, you know, things like travel time, you know, people don't want big travel time now. And things like, you know, social connectivity, they want to feel like a part of the world. They want to feel like a part of the community. They don't want to spend, you know, their one hour or four hours questing and not see anybody else in the area. People don't want to do that. I mean, you may as well just go play a single player game at that point. So, anyways, those are my rambly thoughts. Agree or disagree, uh, everybody has an opinion. Well, you're right about this being a bad idea. Thanks for saying, sir. It's Bunny Day! Yay for Bunny Day! Happy Bunny Day, everybody. I have some candies. I have some um, new school peeps. There's yellow ones that are the old, you know, like the old type, but they have chocolate on the bottom. And then I have some chocolate ones with chocolate on the bottom. They're brand new. And I have my favorite Easter candy, which is the chocolate with marshmallow inside. These are shaped like little bunnies. I think those are my favorite ones. They have them in like egg shape as well, but those I don't I don't think those are as good actually even though they're a you know higher quality brand. Um I don't think they taste as good. Um I like the little generic like chocolate bunny marshmallowy one. And um somebody sent me a care package, so I have some gummy bunnies and like friends i haven't opened it yet so i don't know exactly what's inside but um yeah so far i have lots of yummy treats and i hope everybody's having a good bunny day it is the best holiday ever because it's halloween and christmas and valentine's day for the older people all put together into one day and so it's awesome this bunny day is a little bit more sad for me than regular because you know, I'm homeless, and that's that's been going on for a while now. But, you know, I, I don't have anyone to really celebrate with. And, you know, my games and stuff, you know, they're not as great as they could be. Like, I got Portal 2. Um, I ordered it a few days ago. And it's awesome. It's great fun. But, again, it reminds me of what I'm missing in my life. If this were a normal time in my life and I weren't homeless, I... I would have had the money to upgrade to triple monitor and you know I'd be playing Portal 2 on triple monitor with my 5.1 surround sound and it would be so much better than on laptop with headphones on but that's just the way my life is right now and uh, so you know it's it's happy that it's awesome and that I can play it at all I mean you know last year I couldn't play any games really and uh, it's sad though because you know, it, it does remind me of what I'm missing um, in terms of holiday and family and friends. 
and what I'm missing, uh, you know, in, in general. So I hope everybody's bunny day is happy, though. That's it for this section. So the last concept is the old god. They need a hammer. No, not that kind of old god. This kind of old god, the old god which is of honor and glory and preserves the ways, the true ways. The old guard is something you'll hear referred to in different different categories, pretty much, not just gaming, but in all, all kinds of things. And old guard are people who kind of enjoyed or were there at the start of a certain thing. Like, a lot of times old guard will be in reference to people who played EverQuest. And so they were people who were in, you know, massively multiplayer online games first, as it were. And so those are the people who kind of fight for a particular cause or a particular style. And in this case, it would be, you know, for it, when they talk about Old Guard of EverQuest, they would be, you know, for the style and, and design of EverQuest. So, like, Rift is often thought of as sort of a, a spiritual successor of EverQuest in some ways. And so a lot of people were considered Old Guard you know, when they were talking on forums and saying, oh, these people are old guard for EverQuest. So they're they're brought in by that aspect. But I think that really speaks to the fact of the one true game and that people shouldn't really hang on to the old ways, as it were. It's good to have games that you like and you enjoyed and say, I'm looking forward to this game because it was like this other game I used to play and I really like that. But I think it's really detrimental I would say to yourself and gaming in general to cling to those ideals too tightly it's good to have you know certain things pulled forward in time but as time goes on things should be allowed to change and evolve and that can't happen if you have this sort of fixated view on what you require of games and what you're looking forward in games you have to have some flexibility and there has to be some changes and you have to be willing to accept those changes and change with the times, as it were. I myself am sort of old guard. I, I started online gaming with EverQuest. I've been playing games for much, much longer than that. But it's like I don't require any games to be like EverQuest. I don't require any games to be like any of the other 30-something online games I've played slash tested in in you know, testing phase or release phase. And yeah, that's an actual number. I, I started making a list when I got to about the, the eighth one so that I would remember them all. But it's like I, I don't require one game to have certain aspects or be designed in a certain way or else I won't play because that's just, that's just kind of dumb. You know, like I spoke about, you know, the one true game. I don't really think that exists. So I, I think it's kind of detrimental to yourself to expect one to be like that so you know and enjoy what you enjoy look forward to new things that have similar similarities to previous games you played but don't cling to them too tightly you know 
look forward to change, look forward to those things that are different, and, you know, celebrate them and enjoy them. So that's it for Podcast 12. We started out really long, and then uh, I didn't have a whole lot to talk about after, so it kind of balanced out. We're still probably going to be a little bit longer than usual, but not so much I, I throw anybody's anybody's timing off if you use this for your commute to work or your short lunch hour. It uh, it shouldn't throw you off too much. So um, hope everybody enjoyed it. I had a good time. Uh, hopefully everybody had a good Easter and had a good time. And um, that's it. There's no pirate treasure. Sad. Um, hope everybody had a good Easter. Okay, thanks. Bye. Granted, when we say failed, we mean didn't go really hugely mainstream, and uh, I forgot what else. Hope everybody had good Easter. Good Easter. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use a space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com whenever you type rabbit in any of those be sure to, to put a one in place of i Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.